0: Chapter 5 I have morphed some Andalite animals, and I have morphed many strange Earth animals, but the animal I morphed the most is the human animal. They are weak, slow, half-blind, and unstable. But no Andalite should laugh at them. Humans rule their planet, and as the human Rachel once said, Earth is a tough neighborhood. From the Earth Diary of Aximili Esgaroth still. I peered through the trees. I could see a wide, grassy field. On the far side of the field were several long, squat buildings. There were large, yellow vehicles parked in front. Hundreds of young humans milled around outside the building. Prince Jake and Cassie had drawn close. Hey, Axe, Prince Jake said. How is it going? Very well, Prince Jake, I answered. Um. You're not going to call me Prince Jake today, are you? When I am in human morph, I will behave as a normal human, I assured him. Well, better go ahead and morph, Cassie suggested. I think we're clear, but I'll go up and take a look, Tobias said. He flopped his wings and rose slowly into the sky. I concentrated on my human morph and began to make the change. Still clear? I heard Tobias call down from above. There are some kids about 200 feet away, but they can't see you. I morphed as quickly as I could, while being careful not to fall over as my third and fourth legs disappeared. At last, I stood on just two legs. It's both frightening and exciting. I mean, there you are, tottering back and forth with nothing to hold you up. Your feet can't grip, and they are too short to be much help in balancing. All you can do if you start to fall is stand on one leg while you throw the second leg out to catch yourself. It's very unreliable. I don't know why humans evolved this way. They are the only species on this planet to walk around on just two legs without wings or a tail to hold them up. And I've certainly never heard of any other intelligent species trying to walk this way. Hey, grab him. Prince Jake yelled as I began to lean back. Got him, Cassie said. She helped support me as I finished the morph. Last of all, the mouth appeared, a horizontal split in my face. Are you done? Prince Jake asked me. Yes, I am fully human. The sound delighted me. It's an amazing talent, this ability to make complex sounds. Human. Men. Human, human, humanna. Um, axe. Don't do that, okay? Prince Jake said. What? What the That. Will you play with every sound like it's a new toy? Yes, my prince. Not a toy. Toy, 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 toy. toy. Sorry. This should be interesting, Cassie said, looking at Prince Jake. Tobias came swooping low and rested on a tree branch. It's kind of sweet, he said. Axe's first day of school. His only day of school, Prince Jake said quickly. This is just so he can learn how to be a more believable human, one time. Prince Jake held up a single finger, indicating the number one. Yes, that is one, I agreed. Now, let's go to school. I am looking forward to it. To it. To it. Remember, you're my cousin Philip from out of state, Jake said while handing me a bag filled with garments. Philip, I repeated confidently. Philip. Lip. The lup Pa! I liked the sound the letter P makes. I got dressed and set off toward the squat building that was the schoolhouse. Have fun, Tobias said. He sounded just a little wistful in my mind. It was a strange thing, I guess. I, an alien, could go to his school, but he could not. I will, I called back over my shoulder. Unfortunately, bending that way made me fall over. It takes practice to walk on just two legs. Chapter 6 A human has only two eyes. Both are on the front of the face. It is the same with most Earth species. These human eyes are very similar to our own main eyes, but humans seem fascinated by my stalk eyes. One of the humans, Marco, said that they creep him out big time. I believe this is a compliment. From the Earth Diary of Aximile Escoroth Isthil There it is, Cassie said. School, or as I like to think of it, Purgatory. The school was very active. There were large numbers of humans racing about at high speed. Others moved very slowly and seemed sad or ill. Many carried books. Most made mouth sounds. As usual, they were dressed in a shocking variety of clothing. Clothing is not a uniquely human idea, but of course, Andalites do not indulge in it. However, when I am in human morph, I must wear clothing. All of my human friends, even Tobias, agree on this. They agree very strongly on this point. I saw Rachel and Marco approaching through the crowd of humans. My other human friends tell me that Rachel is beautiful and Marco is cute. As an Andalite, I don't observe either trait. However, when I am in human morph, I begin to see that Rachel is actually very beautiful. But I never see that Marco is cute. At school, the Animorphs must pretend not to be very close. This is so any suspicious human controllers will not begin to think of them as a group. Hi, Marco, Rachel, Prince Jake said. Meet my cousin, Philip. Yes, I am Prince Jake's cousin, Philip, I said. I am from out of state. Marco made a smile with his mouth. You're from way, way out of state. Don't call me Prince. Prince Jake hissed. Nice to see you again, Philip, Rachel said and winked. Since she was really Jake's cousin, she would have already met Philip. See you guys later. Good luck. You'll need it, Marco added. We went inside the school building. It seemed to be nothing but a very long corridor. It was filled with humans. Along each side of the corridor, there were doors. Some of the doors were large, but there were hundreds of much smaller doors. I observed people opening the small doors, but no one ever went inside. Where do the small doors lead? I asked. Nowhere, those are lockers, Cassie said. Everyone has a locker, see? There's my locker right there. We went to Cassie's locker. It was decorated with a shiny pendant. The pendant had a wheel with numbers on it. Cassie spun the wheel back and forth. Is that a ritual? I asked. Chool. Ritual. No, that's a lock. It keeps people out. Why? So they won't steal my stuff. She opened her locker and began putting things in and taking things out. What is that? I asked. That. That. It's just a picture, Cassie said. She quickly closed the door of her locker. It looked like a picture of Prince... Of Jake, I pointed out. Why would you have a picture of him when he is right here and you can see him? Cassie shrugged and looked down at the ground. Humans have many facial expressions. I believe this one indicated either sickness or embarrassment. Come on, Axe, Prince Jake said. He was smiling at Cassie and she was continuing to look sick or embarrassed. We'll see you later, Cassie. Time for first. Just then, a terrible, mind-shattering sound. I spun around. I raised my human arms, ready to use them for defense. I wished I had my tail. It's a terrible thing to be without a tail in a fight. But I was ready to do the best I could with my human body. Axe, I mean, Philip, relax. That noise, I cried. What kind of beast is it? Axe It's just the bell for first period, Jake said. Take it easy. People are staring. It's not a threat? No, it's not a threat. It's depressing, but not dangerous. I followed Prince Jake as he led the way down the hall. It was difficult to forget the horrible noise. When humans are threatened, their bodies are flooded with a chemical that makes them hyper-alert. Fearful and aggressive. The chemical is called adrenaline. My system was now flooded with adrenaline. It was very distracting. We entered one of the large doors. Inside were approximately 30 humans arranged in small, confining seats. At the front of the room was a large table. An older human stood there. Everyone to their seats, the older human said. Prince Sheikh said, Mr. Pardue, this is my cousin from out of town. His name's Philip. He's just hanging with me today, okay? Just sit. Sit, be quiet, and sit. I could tell from Prince Jake's facial expression that he was troubled. He took my arm and led me to the back of the room. Take that desk, Prince Jake said. Take it where? 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 I mean, sit in it. I understood sitting. I was getting pretty good at passing for human. Once, for two days, I had to morph Prince Jake and pretend to be him. I was successful in fooling his parents and brother, although I later learned that his parents believed he had become mentally ill. When the real Prince Jake returned, they took him to see a doctor. Sitting in this desk is unpleasant, I said. You got that right, dude, a human I didn't know said. What's going on back there? Quiet down, the teacher demanded loudly. What is... what? What? Suddenly, he clutched at his head with both his hands. Everyone be quiet! Quiet! Now Prince Jake looked very troubled. Mr. Pardue, are you okay? All the other humans stared at the teacher, too. Everyone was very quiet. Okay? Mr. Pardue demanded in a loud, angry voice. Am I okay? Am I... ah? Without warning, Mr. Pardue pitched forward. He fell on the floor. He clawed at his head with his hands. And he cried, "Yerk! Get out of me! He clawed at his head till blood began to flow. Ah! The teacher cried as he clawed at his head. One of the humans began screaming, What's happening? What's happening? Someone else ran from the room into the hallway and began to shout, Help! 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 Prince Jake and I sat very still, side by side, in the back of the room. Stop damaging our body! Mr. Pardue cried. Then, as if he were answering himself, he said in a slurred voice, Get out of my head! Get out of my head! You're finished! Prince Jake's gaze met my own. We both knew what was happening. That makes two, Prince Jake whispered. Two that we've seen. Something is going wrong for... for them. Mr. Pardue began crying. He began cursing. All the while he writhed on the floor and the other humans stood around, horrified, hopeless. Did you know this teacher was a controller? I asked Prince Jake, making my voice very quiet. No, he always seemed like a nice guy. I can't just sit here and watch this. Get out of me! Mr. Pardue screamed suddenly. The yerk in the teacher's head was weakening. It was starving from lack of conjorna rays. The human host, the real Mr. Pardue, was fighting for control. Suddenly, Prince Jake stood up and rushed to the teacher's side. I was right behind him. I tried to grab his arm to stop him, but he was too quick. Prince Jake! I snapped, but he ignored me. Prince Jake knelt by the teacher's bleeding head. I know what this is, he whispered. I know what this is, Mr. Pardue. Ride it out. The yerk will die. You'll be free. Others were coming closer, close enough to overhear. Stay back, I said to them. There may be danger. I didn't know what else to say. It seemed to work. The others stayed back. Mr. Pardue rolled his eyes up to focus blurrily on Prince Jake's face. Prince Jake grabbed the teacher's shoulder in a tight grip. I've been there, he whispered. I've done it, Mr. Pardue. I was a controller for a while. I survived. Just hang in. I searched the faces of the other humans, trying to see if they had overheard. Jake was my prince, but this was dangerous, foolish behavior. Suddenly, the door of the room opened. I recognized the human who rushed into the room. Chapman. He is the assistant principal for the school. He is also a high-ranking controller. All right, kids, everyone out. Chapman snapped. Everyone to the playground. Out of the building. Mr. Pardue is just sick. You! Mr. Pardue cried. No! Chapman is... He's... I said out! Chapman roared. The humans fled the room, anxious to be away from the scene of madness. But Prince Jake did not move. He stayed by the human called Pardue. I saw his fists clenching. There was a dangerous light in his eyes. Chapman looked at me, then back at Prince Jake. Jake, you and your friend, get out. For a moment of time, no one moved. I held my breath. Would Prince Jake start a fight? If so... I would have to join him. But this was a foolish fight. Prince Jake could not afford to reveal himself. I grabbed Prince Jake's arm and yanked him up to his feet. He glared furiously at me. We have to go, I said. Slowly, he nodded. Yeah, hope he gets better. He looked at Chapman. He will get better, won't he, Mr. Chapman? Who can say, the controller answered coldly. I drew Prince Jake away. He stopped at the door and we looked back to see Chapman draw a short steel cylinder from his pocket. He pressed it against the neck of the weeping teacher. No! Mr. Pardue cried. No! Then, very quickly, Mr. Pardue fell silent. Jake turned away and ran. He pushed his way through the others, who were still clustered just outside the classroom. He ran clear outside. He gasped at the air as if he did not have sufficient oxygen. I caught up to him, but it was difficult. He has more practice running on two legs. Prince, I mean Jake, are you sick? He shook his head. Pardu was a controller. The Yurk was starving. And why? Because we destroyed the Kondrona. Me and you and the others. We did this. It was necessary, I said. We struck a powerful blow against the Yerks by destroying the Kondrona. Chapman killed him, didn't he? Prince Jake said. The little steel cylinder. Did you see that? Not just the Yerk, but the real Pordu. He killed them both. There was no point in lying anymore. Prince Jake had seen the truth. And the idea of lying now, here, made me feel unwell. If the Yerk inside the teacher had died, the teacher would have survived and been free. I said He would have told the other humans what happened He would have warned them The Yurks cannot allow witnesses They're going to kill every host whose Yurk dies, aren't they? Prince Jake asked bitterly Every human controller whose Yurk dies is going to be eliminated That's true, isn't it? Yes Prince Jake's face showed an expression I believe it was an expression of sickness We did this Prince Jake said. It's war, I said. My brother, Prince Jake said. Tom, he's a controller. What about him? I had no answer. The Yerks would save as many as they could. But if their emergency system was breaking down, they would do what had to be done. They would eliminate any evidence. Prince Jake was staring at me. You knew they would do this. I glared back at him. Maybe it was the human adrenaline in my system, but I was becoming angry now. Angry at the accusing look in Prince Jake's eyes. Yes, I knew. How did you know? I hesitated. Prince Jake did not like my hesitation. Suddenly, he wheeled around and pushed me against the wall. How did you know the Yurks would do this? Because it has happened before. You think this is the first planet the Yurks have infiltrated? Do you think Earth is the only place we Andalites have fought them? They don't leave witnesses. Prince Jake let me go, but he looked at me with unmistakable suspicion. I don't like you keeping secrets from me, Axe. I'm your friend. We're your friends. We should know whatever you know. You didn't tell me about this. Terrible things happen in war, I said. You did what you had to do. Destroying the Kondrona was part of that war. You can say it's a war, Prince Jake said, but I hate it. Love the warrior, hate the war, warrah. is that, an old Andalite saying? Prince Jake asked sarcastically. Yes, my brother used to say it. Prince Jake looked at me for a very long time. It made me uncomfortable. You know something, Axe? Sometimes I get the feeling we humans are just pawns in this big game between you Andalites and the Yurks. We're just ammunition in this war, aren't we? Too dumb to know what's going on. Too primitive to be real warriors. That is not the way it is, I said. My own anger was diminishing. Prince Jake's suspicion was not. You fight alongside us, Axe. As far as I'm concerned, you're one of us. But then I find out you're keeping secrets. Rachel and Markle keep asking me. What do we know about Axe? What has he ever told us about his own planet while we show him everything? I told them we could trust you. Now I wonder. I really wonder. There's no trust when you keep secrets. You should have told me this was what the Yurks would do. You know I have a brother who... You know about Tom. I had a right to know what could happen. Maybe you would not have destroyed the Kondrona if you knew it could endanger Tom, I pointed out. Prince Jake stuck his face very close to mine. That's what you think? You know what, Axe? You're right to try and learn more about humans. Because you don't know a thing about us. Not a thing. Hello, phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs' auditory experience. I am feeling... A little under the weather, so we are just gonna get this outro done real speedy. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you liked what you heard, you can hear more at audiomorphs.podbean.com or by searching Audiomorphs uh, anywhere you would search for a podcast. If you use iTunes, you could leave me a rating or a review or both of those things and also tell a friend. Those would all be pretty cool things to do. And if you'd like to reach me, you can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. Uh, yep, that's all for this week. Sorry, I'm a little low energy right now. But I will see you all next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.